Now we're going to move on to subject number two, and this one is examining horror icons. And the reason for this is just because it, this is pretty interesting to kind of break down how our, our cinematic uh, heroes, even though they're villains, our cinematic heroes have become, you know, as me and Navajo Pedro have gotten older, you know, we're starting to see why villains kill teenagers because <laughs> teenagers are are dumb and they kind of uh, they kind of ask for it, you know. And um, young, dumb, and full of cum. Not only that, but they uh, they go where they're not supposed to. They don't listen, and you know, that's just kind of the reason why I wanted to do this subject was because when you really look at um, Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees. Um, those those two poor dudes had never been laid, so I think if they were to actually get some action, they wouldn't be killing as many people. They wouldn't be killing as much. They'd be killing that pussy. Yeah, exactly. They'd be pounding and all that. But um, also at the same time, you know, it kind of makes me wonder, how do they move, you know, from one location to another? Because if one, if if anything, you know... You, if they could move interdimensionally, then Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees are extraterrestrials. But if they can't move interdimensionally, then it's like they must be skinwalkers then. Because, you know, how else can you explain Jason Voorhees chasing one lady in one direction who runs around and then ends up running back into him again. So, so all that, you know, just kind of makes me wonder, um, does he kind of put like a little mind spell on him? You know, just exactly what is it about, you know, these um, victims that they go after? And like Michael Myers, you know, um, I know in the, uh, the, the John Carpenter, he, he says this a couple of times that he wanted Michael Myers to be superhuman. You know, like, have a supernatural ability to, to kill people, basically. But, um, you know, when, when you kind of think about stuff like, or when I think about stuff like that, I'm thinking of, like, um, in terms of uh, a Navajo version of this, if we knew someone who died like Jason Voorhees then came back and, let's say, Jason Voorhees died at Camp Crystal Lake. Now, if this guy died in Ganado Lake... And he came back. Um, you know how how different would we treat this person? Would we really be running from a killer that's just walking around that has like supernatural abilities to know where you're at? Then you would probably call in the medicine man, and he'd probably tell you what kind of a ceremony you would have to stop that. And the same with Michael Myers. Uh, Michael Myers was from. Uh, you know, insane asylum. They were transporting him, and that's how he got loose and uh, attacked the ambulance drivers and got away. So, but even then, it's like Michael Myers had been sitting in his little cell inside this um, basically insane asylum. But how did he know how to drive? You know, it's just kind of one of those little quirky little things that kind of makes you kind of chuckle a little bit, like, who the hell taught Michael Myers how to drive? If he can drive, then why is he going after Laurie Strode or her daughter or whatever storyline they got going on? Why can't he just go with one of those uh, those uh, high school girls they, they seem to be 
you know, into him and all that. Then you get Freddy Krueger, who is, um, who is the, you know, the mouthpiece for the, for the horror movies. He's, he's got a lot to say and he's, he's a pretty funny guy, but, um, that with, um, people dying in their sleep, I guess it was, um, these Asian men back in the early 80s, they were escaping from Vietnam and that Agent Orange, you know, they were affected by it or I think it was their parents were affected by it. And so when they were born, they had that, um, they had a terrible respiratory system and it was just kind of like shut down and they couldn't breathe and that's how they died. And that became, you know, a headline of how did these people die? Then obviously... You get Wes Craven come walking in. He's like, hmm, that's just pretty interesting. And and then, obviously, Freddy Krueger was based off of someone he knew. And you put it together. And, um, oh, and then as far as the claws, uh, Wes Craven was quoted as saying that he wanted something to look primitive, primal. And having claws is really primal. But trying to fit it into this 80s storyline, you know, that's where they end up making it into um, like razor claws in a glove and then you know Leatherface you know you find out his origins is Toby Hooper was um, when he was a kid you know his family would talk to him about Ed Gein some people say Ed Gein I'll just stick with Ed Gein about you know how he dug up all these corpses and he, he mutilated them and all this stuff made furniture and then one day, Toby Hooper was in a, um, uh, he was at some hardware store like JCPenney's or somewhere, and he saw the chainsaw, and he was like, man, just imagine if somebody actually used that to kill somebody, and that's where the inspiration came from, and, you know, now now we have uh, Leatherface as a horror icon, you know, and all that is, you know, kind of, we say, well, what could we have done out here if that was actually true. If there were uh, Navajos being cannibals, catching um, maybe like white tourists and, you know, taking them in deep into the canyon or wherever they're, they're at in the desert and, um, you know, packing them up and eating them and then maybe finding a way to make it taste like mutton. <laughs> so, they're on the road like Drayton Sawyer selling... Um, human mutton meat to us Navajos and we're munching it down with fry bread so you know stuff like that is where um I just wanted to kind of do like a quick little brief examination of some of these characters uh Chucky you know obviously coming off of the whole Annabelle thing with uh Ed and Warren Ed and Warren Ed and Lorraine Warren um you know there's Candyman um, but the one interesting thing about all these horror movies that, that works for me is the tall man from the Phantasm series is Jebediah Morningside, you know, and he was, he was a mortician during the, um, the Civil War, and the more bodies he put away, the more questions he had about death, and, and when my brother and my dad died, you know, I kind of had those questions too, but then... Uh, Phantasm takes another turn where it gets more scientifical, where they're talking about uh, membrane theory, where you could be at two places at once, and and how exactly Tall Man moves through those two um, silver silver poles to go into his his world or another dimension. It is very ingenious. I don't know how exactly Don Coscarelli thought of that, but that was really interesting. And then. Um, 
Then going back to zombies, that's where, um, what's his name? Uh, George Romero, George A. Romero, you know, making a Night of the Living Dead, which really was really um, groundbreaking for horror films because nobody really seen like cannibals like that. So anyways, um, you know, basically George A. Romero was saying, you know, you really don't know your neighbors, basically. You don't, you don't know what's going on with them. And there are some like guys like uh, Tom Savini who was saying, like, you know, or, or John Landis, the guy that made American Werewolf in London, who was saying, you know, yeah, you can deal with the Freddies and the Jasons and the Michaels and the Leatherfaces, but it's usually your neighbors that you can't trust and you don't know what's going on in their house and you don't know what's going on. Especially since now a lot of these um, children who are in a sex trafficking um, ring, they're getting rescued and saved from the guys who do that to them, you know. They're getting busted. So I can only imagine what's going on on the reservation right now and nobody's saying anything about it because the fear is what's really holding us down as a tribe to really make anything happened, you know, everything has kind of stopped and slowed down because of that, and throwing the coronavirus on top of it, it's like, well, how is that, you know, how is that making things better, well, I guess it just depends on how you look at it, pretty much, for me, I saw this whole pandemic as an opportunity to get the Clagato Veterans nonprofit out there to, to let it be known that, you know, we are for the veterans and we're helping out the community through that if we can get some more donations and and when it comes down to um you know as far as that coronavirus goes like i said me me and navo pedro we might have already had it you know you never know it just all depends on how active you are is, is what i'm starting to think and just like what he says or what he said earlier in um episode seven or was it eight where you know the more you fear it the easier, quicker, and faster it'll work on you. Um, but if you don't fear it and you got, you're constantly busy, then how are you going to ever get affected by it? And that's that was my reason for talking about the filmmaking is because ranchers are busy. They're constantly moving around, fixing fences, or um, maybe shearing their livestock, or giving their animals, you know, medication, you know, there's just so much that they're doing, so I don't think it's fair that in horror movies, they're the ones that, get, that are getting killed, which is why for Jeepers Creepers 2, the farmer and his son, you know, they, they're going after the creeper, they're making that uh, harpoon gun and all that, and that was pretty neat. I like the way that that dynamic worked out, and they did, you know, shoot the creeper a couple of times, they got him, but it was just one of those things where, you know, uh, I was rooting for the farmers, you know, the rancher, you know to actually use their ingenuity of working on the land to fight back something that, you know, they always give, let the uh, city folk have the privilege of killing, you know. And I'm like, oh, no, come on, man. That that wouldn't be right. I wouldn't want some, um, I wouldn't want some uh, sissy, sissy. <laughs> I wouldn't want no city kid, you know, killing a, a monster. Yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't want that them to have that over me, you know, it just was like, nope, I am, I'd rather stand my ground and fight back like that rather than to have someone who has no experience knowing what it's like to live on the res kind of come in and just kind of take over. So, um, 
But yeah, going back to the horror icons, you know, it, it's kind of funny that we need these. We need these villains. Well, when you're a kid, obviously you're not supposed to be watching it because you don't know the content. And um, there's a lot of adult humor, a lot of adult jokes that you're not going to get. And when you become an adult and you finally realize it, you're like, oh, that's what they were talking about. Oh, that is funny. But, you know, at, at the time of being a child, you don't know what's funny too much, you know. Because it's not written for you. It, it's written for adults who just want to go be scared and have a good time watching a movie, you know. And um, so, you know, that the whole thing about what I was saying about my my mom really being into werewolf movies and... Uh, then she was in, she liked that movie Nightbreed with the demons and the disfigured humans. Then my dad, who was all into, you know, uh, The Missing. Oh, and then once he discovered, I don't know who put that movie there, but he ended up watching out Witches of Navajo Country over and over and over and over. Then he wanted to watch Revenge of Coyote Jack over and over and over. So it was a whole witchcraft element that he seemed to enjoy, you know. And like I said before, me, my mom, my dad, my sister, we watched that cannibal movie from the early 80s that, you know, there's a lot of violence and gore. And um, we thought it was like a family movie or something. So anyways, um, all that being put together, you know, we need these horror icons. Um, someone like uh, Reagan from uh, The Exorcist. The way they did her makeup and the way they had her act and the way everything about her was made was was really well thought out and um, it was really well done. And now, when you think of the word exorcism or you think of possession, who's coming right into your head? Reagan. She's just right there. And even that character, the actress, Linda Blair, says, you know, it's given her a lot of problems. She had a lot of bad luck and all this stuff, so... Um, you know, those were our things where we can kind of take away from that and just kind of say, well, we need our Navajo horror icons. Uh, like I said, skinwalkers, eh, it's kind of a stretch, but if you can do it just right, give the people what they want and don't try to try to do the cliches, which me and Navajo Pedro already pointed out about. Um, I think you'll have something really successful you'll have something to kind of um have these little kids be aware of and tell them you know don't for these reasons don't be outside you know we got to have some culture into added into some of these horror movies and obviously we you know you can have some some where you have a good time but other than that you know i think um fear is what kind of makes people learn so that was my whole point about this and um now I'm going to go ahead and let Navajo Pedro have his say, and we'll, we'll get to it on uh, episode 10. Here we go. Cool. Talking about a subject that's near and dear to me, you know what I mean? Because I don't know if you know it, but I know it, you know what I mean? Um, you know, my favorite's always been, for some reason, I've always been drawn to Freddy Krueger, you know what I mean? Even though, you know, his backstory's not the noblest of um serious like movie serial slasher killers you know but <clears throat> because it, um him he's you know the earlier versions he was a child molester that ended up um getting killed by town folk that got tired of him taking their children and 
I guess molesting them and then killing them, you know what I mean? And then he died and he made deals with demons and that's how he became a demon monster, you know what I mean? That's that version, but then it's been, it's been, he's too well loved now to where they don't even mention that at all anymore. They just call him a child murderer, you know what I mean? And to me that sounds more better, you know what I mean? Because, I don't know, like I said, I like Freddy Krueger, I like his style, I like the way he how he feeds on your fear and whatever you fear he makes that into a dream and he kills you with it you know it's, it's just dope and all the stuff that people fear you know like drugs or their weight or whatever it's just cool how he <laughs> kills them with it it's really innovative and really i don't know it's just it's just cool seeing people's fears turn against them like that and you know they end up dying by something it's like most times ironic you know what i mean and don't you think you know but um and then but then, uh, one thing I want to, um, tell you is, you know, when you're telling the story about the origin of it, mm -hmm. like, the way, the way I heard it was, there's two people, like, in a, they're, like, it said, insane asylum or some yeah. of that, but they, they said that, you know, when they're, that they want to stay up, they said that if they go to sleep, they're gonna die, you know what I mean, and they didn't want to go to sleep at all, and, but eventually, you know, they, they, you know, while they're getting sedated, you know what I mean, they shot one. And once that person got shot with that um, that sleeping um agent, you know, I mean, that's when the last thing he said before he crashed out was, "You could you you just killed us." And then here, that's when they never woke up. You know, what I mean, they went to sleep and they never woke up. So that's why they're trying to avoid sleeping. And for some reason, they knew that their dreams or they wouldn't wake up from their sleep. You know, what I mean, and that's the story that he heard. And then that uh, Freddy Krueger, that one, his image, his hat. Um, he said that that one was um, from a homeless guy he saw when he was a little kid. He said that that image scared him because that's the way that homeless guy was. That's what he was wearing. It's like a hat like that. And yeah. he said his, his silhouette and everything like your mom's when she just <laughs> <laughs> scared. gives a good scare. You know, he just, yeah. um, but, you know, he just basically he said that when he, was, when he was young, he said he was looking out his window and he said he saw a homeless guy in the alley and said he just saw his silhouette, his hat and everything. That guy, he said, it just scared him real bad to where that image was stuck in his head. So when he thought of Freddy Krueger, you know, he put that, there's two and two together, that dreams that can kill you. And then um, his image was from that um, homeless guy that scared him as a kid. And he just used that one. And then the gloves, uh, I never read or anything about that one. So I was interested to hear that. Oh. So, um, But yeah, I just thought he'd throw that in there. And um, see, um, but Freddy Krueger, you know what I mean? Like, it's cool, you know, I mean, just a character that, um, like I said, just feed off your fears, you know, I mean, exactly like a skinwalker or whatever demons or whatever have you, you know, that live in darkness, that feed off your fear, that want you to be scared, you know, easier pickings for them, you know, and they, you, don't, you don't think right, you don't act right, and you panic, and that's why when you see, when you are in this life or death situation, first thing to do is don't panic, you know, I mean, just stay calm and remember what, where you're at and what need to do instead of freezing up or you know it's easier said than done especially with like um skinwalker too because most of the time that's the power that they do have is making you freeze up you know I me mean, to where if you're sleeping you'll you'll be awake but you won't really be awake until they leave or something you know and there's and then that goes with like aliens too you know what i mean because aliens you know, they supposedly they have pointers too that can like, um, be zero gravity, once they point to you, they can lift you up, or do stuff, you know, like, there's, or, you know, when they're, just certain stuff that, um, 
just make you stop in your track. Yeah, that's, but, you know, that's, um, it's just the power that things can have, you know what I mean? If they know how to mess with you and, that's what I mean, these things, like, Terry was saying, they're, what do you say, anthropologists or some shit like that, yeah. discover, they know how to, they know the music, the human psyche, you know, they've been practicing for a long time, they learned tricks of trade and, you know, and, just like a lot of these um horror movie villains, you know what I mean? And Jason, he's just, you know, he's just straight up on a rampage, just killing anyone who he's, I think he's, he's got like the highest body count right now still. I think, I think maybe. Yeah, like yeah. Or yeah, someone that. Freddie was pretty close to, and Michael was up there, but not really. Um, But yeah, um, but then Jason, you know, you're, you're asking that thing, like, how the hell do you just appear out of nowhere? And like, he chases them, then, you know, and you don't, yeah. You don't see him or anything. All of a sudden, just right, right behind him. I think that um, I think that a few things kind of explain that more, like that um, that new Friday Thirteenth that remake because there's tunnels and he runs underneath it. And yeah, that was one thing. You know, that was that, and he has, yeah, that's that was a good explanation. You know, that could be like also an explanation for like Bigfoot. You know, why does he disappear and where does he go? And yeah. there's tunnels all over the U.S. You know, underneath us. So I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I mean, and um. And then uh, when you're talking about that, this thing came to my mind that I heard about before too, that new Jason movie that they're supposed to make, that they put a stop to. They, they made like the beginning, the previews for it, but after that it just stopped because I don't know why they just halted everything and that movie never came out, but it's supposed to be a new Friday 13th movie with Jason, but then in that one they said that they're supposed to explain how he does that, why he does that, how he mm. does it. In that movie that was supposed to come out that they put a halt to, yeah. they said that movie was supposed to explain how he gets from there to there and disappears, you know what I mean? And yeah. Another thing I was going to say, too, is because um, remember that other Friday 13th, the other recent one that came out, um, remember down, it shows them actually running, too. That was yeah. a trip. That thing about yeah, it. It's like, that was, that was <laughs> holy shit. I was like, damn. That was like, fuck yeah, you know, that would make a good ex. That would be creepy as fuck, too, you know? Like, he already knows where you're running, like, like your direction, you know, and he just and just waits for you, you know, and just yeah. and he doesn't like just kill you right away. He like he, he like soaks it in, you know. I mean, he likes to watch you run, scramble, and you know, fight for your life yeah. basically. And that's how sadistic and killing machine he is, you know. And that's why that's what makes him so dope, you know. What I mean, and, mm. and that's what I mean. He's I love I like him, and I lo- but you know, I mean, for some reason, Freddie a little bit better, you know, and I just, I like his red and his green thing too, and the reason why, um, Wes Craven chose to make his sweater red and green was because, um, for your brain, it's really hard for your brain to really, um, comprehend or, um, your brain really much to comprehend out of all the colors, you know, I mean, they all, like, bring different things to your brain, you know, like, smooth colors, it brings you calm and all that, reds, like, passion, fire, but, they said um, red and green together, they said those are colors that your brain can't really comprehend together, so that's why it kind of, like, confuses your brain or something that's where, so that's why, like, um, that's why he chose red and green for his sweater, because he's, psychologically, says your, your brain's not really, um. And what's with the Christmas sweater? Yeah, uh, right? You're not even scary. <laughs> You're not even scary. <laughs> How sweet. Dark meat. <laughs> yep, but. You know, and that's, 
Like I said, man, Freddy's my native too, and Jason too. You know, I love them both. Yeah. Um, I was glad that that's something I could pass on my son too. You know, he dressed up as Freddy and sent me pictures all day. Yeah, I'm so proud. It's cool. And yeah, he's dressed up like Jason too before when I his uh, grandpa's named Jason too. So it's <laughs> cool. But yeah, um, you know, and then um, let's see, Michael Myers. You know, when he's there, he's cool. He, I like I like his Halloween title and all that and just how he does how he kills and all the different interpretations of him through years to you know like rob zombies and then just um getting back to the basics these new halloween that came out with um john carpenter behind it and you know um it's just cool to see him evolve too and everything and you know he's he's always been you know he's always been there he's i don't know for some reason i wasn't really that into him, you know, he wasn't really that scared of me, he just, he just, I don't know, he was cool, though, the way he killed just with a knife, and just, you know, it's, it's like really Halloween-ish, and it's cool thing about it, you know, and mask and everything, and just, you know, but, um, with him, it's just, you know, he's just his sister, you know, he's just really trying to kill her, but then he's going, everyone else that's in the way, you know, and that's who he just kills, and it's, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know, you know, and then the recent ones, you know, that smell fear too, like Jeepers Creepers, you know, that was pretty creepy, you know, every time I think about it, it's, you know, he's in the bus and he's just sniffing with his other top part of his nose and smelling their fear and he's like moving them, he's like, nope, not you, not you, not you, and he smells like he's like, you, and he points at him and it's just trippy, you know, I mean, stuff like that, you know, that's, that's a good way of... <coughs> Looking at a Yanny or thinking about them is like that. They feed your fear and they smell it. They'll prey upon you, you know what I mean? And make you sick or something, you know what I mean? To where that's sort of their whole goal is just to make you uncomfortable, scared. And they wish you ill, you know what I mean? And just sucks to like that. But just like everything has a purpose, you know what I mean? Even flies and the annoying stuff in life, you know, they all have purpose and they're all here. It's just how it goes, and you know, um, like Chucky too. You know, when we're talking about a possessed doll, you know, in the older version, you know, and um, yeah, just a serial killer. You know, before he dies, he puts his soul inside that Chucky doll, and like we said before, you know, that can be a real thing. I'm not sure if a person can actually do that. I mean, that's cool to think about, but I know that demons for sure can jump inside dolls like that. And, you know, like we're talking about in Annabelle, that that demon pretended to be a little girl that that was that died there, and they're all, oh, yeah, yeah, go for it, you can kick it, you're cool. And here it turns out it was a demon. That's what that um, Lorraine Warren um, ended up finding for them and talking to them about, and told them it was a demon that actually latched on itself and portrayed itself as a little girl too. Which is what they are, but um, uh, just act like a little girl to get their approval. And once they said yes, go ahead. I gave you permission to like Ouija boards and whatnot. When you ex when you play with it, you're you're opening doors. You're telling them, go ahead, mess with me. Go ahead, I'm opening these doors. Show me this. Tell me this. Tell me that. You know, and um, just stuff like that's all over the world. You know, different things like even meditation. Like I'm saying, that's good slash bad, you know what I mean, depending on how you look at it, um, 
just um, even having like idols or just saying, oh, these are my idols, you know, and, like false gods, you know, and just stuff like that, like stuff we don't think is, you know, and is really, like I said, we all have our own vices and we're all human beings, you know, I mean, we're not, none of us are perfect, so, um, you know, and I'll just saying a horror villain, but I'll just say this, you know, I mean, like, um, you know, when I was younger, um, I'll tell you like how horror movies were like my babysitters too, you know, and another one that was my big babysitter of mine, big time with me and my brothers were Batman, the Tim Burton one that came out, you know, I mean, shit, down we'd watch over and over, the Ninja Turtles as well too, over and over, my sister, she's like, yeah, you guys just watch all the time when you guys were kids, you guys watch it's like, yeah, it's still badass, but yeah, but Batman was one thing, I remember Ratchet stops, I rewind it and watch it again, just, I, well, I liked it for Batman, yeah, like all the kids do, you know what I mean? But then, as I got older, just saw Joker, and I understood him. And, you know what I mean? Especially, like, all the way he evolves, too, and how he keeps changing, you know what I mean? And the comic books and in movies. It's just cool, you know what I mean? And the concept behind him, you know, he's always been mysterious, and he's just a crazy guy, whatever. That's the first impression you think of him, but really, he's really smart thinker. He's tactical. He likes... Batman because you can basically do crazy stuff and you know Batman will stop him you know the only reason why he killed um the second Robin um was because he thought that that Robin was holding um Batman back from his full potential of being the real Batman he can be instead of worrying about him all the time and how to deal with um Robin and all that he thought his Robin was holding him back so that's the main reason why Joker killed him with a crowbar um you know he's just really thought out, you know, and she saw in Dark Knight, you know, and the way um, he led her portrayed him, which, you know, kind of, kind of made me not jump to, not jump the gun, basically, on, like, when you hear about certain actors, you know, because I freaked out when I first heard about Heath Ledger, like, what the hell, you know, like, that dude from all, all those chick flicks and all that, and it's like, the hell, you know, you know, what the fuck are they thinking, and then, bam, just... When he first appeared, it just fucking blew me away. And it was like, after that, I was like, yep. I never jumped to conclusions or anything like that now. Because, you know. Um, but yeah, just the, the way he evolves and everything. Just, he's a villain. He's a bad guy, you know. Just like that one hitchhiker said to me once. once he's like, hey, man. You look like a cool bad guy. Or you look like a good bad guy. I was like, hell yeah, man. Thanks. I don't know what that is, but it sounds cool. Yeah, and then, um, you know, that's exactly how Joker is, too. He's a villain, yeah, but really, he can be a good guy, too. He does have a heart, you know, he does do stuff with intentions, but he mostly does it for reasons to get people aware of stuff, you know, like in Dark Knight, you just, and you just cause chaos just by people's own fears, you know what I mean, to make things bigger than they are by doing little stuff and making the right pushes. Like he says, insanity, like gravity, all you need is a little push. And basically, that's true that this um, 2020 COVID proved it, you know, when everyone running around, freaking out, buying toilet paper, you know, and just <laughs> like this. It's going to save you from a virus, you know what I mean? Like, but, um, you know, um, Joker's, Joker's my native, too, because, you know, I mean, that's just, that's, that's why I really, really relate to him. That's why I even go as far as to call myself, you know, like a Joker or some form of him, you know, because I mean? he's always changing, he's always... I don't know, he's like, right now, he's, you know, out of the whole DC world, he's my favorite, you know, I mean, out of the Marvel world is Wolverine, he's my favorite, you know, I mean, 
And that's also another good bad guy or anti anti hero, you know what I mean? That a good bad guy basically like that dude said to me, you know what I mean? And those two are like that and you know, just um you know, those those aren't really horror things but that just um you know, Joker is kind of like that. He can be kind of horror and scary since people are always scared of clowns. And, you know, like, um, like Michael Caine, when he first saw the Joker and Joker said his lines, Heath Ledger went to him and he said he was speechless. He didn't have anything to say. He's just like, first time seeing him in the makeup and all that. And he's like, what are you like? I don't know, but it really freaked out that actor, Michael Caine. And, you know, that's just, um, that's just how he was with the world. And basically, Especially with me too, he just really reinvented Joker and just and just went to show me other than Jared Leto that young people can do amazing jobs, you know. And, and these horror things, you know, I mean, like a lot of it's based on human nature, you know. I mean, like Mateo was saying about Leatherface, you know, that was based on real people like Ed Gein, you know, I mean, and people who you know um, desecrate um, graves like he was talking about too to actually do take bones like that's what Ed Gein did do is he went to graves he dug up ladies that died or bones or whatever he just took whatever he did and whatever he wanted and he just made furniture out of the skins he made chandeliers out of the bones you know he just got creative with it and he dressed up like a lady using their skins you know what I mean and just like that was inspired in Silence of the Lands, you know, Buffalo Wild Bill or whatever the hell. Mm -hmm. That dude, you know, when he, when he tucks it in, would you fuck me? You know, I'll fuck me. That, um, what Jane Silent Bob always copied, <laughs> the, the tucking, but yeah. Um, but basically it's what he did, you know, with, you know, and it's just how loony people can get, you know what I mean, to where they actually lose their minds, you know what I mean, and Joker, he's not really actually lost his mind, you know, he's just had enough, and he's just, that's why I like this new interpretation of Joker that Joaquin Phoenix did, because uh, they humanized him, instead of just popping up and being crazy, shows you how the process of man can get, if they're, if they don't get enough attention, much love, or whatever, you know, and they'll start fading down, they'll start spiraling down, and, you know, and they'll do something crazy, or they'll be bored, like, They'll shoot up people or just to get exposure, to be known, or you know, that's um, that's sad when that happens, you know. But that's why you just got to be look for opportunities and just be positive and just, you know, I mean, um, be strong not just for you but your families, you know. What I mean, and if you have problems, you know, I mean, address that before it addresses you, you know. What I mean. Take care of it before it takes care of you because that's happening way too often still on our reservation and I'm pretty sure other reserves that that's just everyone's only highlight and hope is just the next drink, the next party, you know what I mean, the next whatever. And I know because I've been there, you know, and I got tired of that cycle and that's what I'm glad to broken away from and not being dependent on that, you know, to where I'm actually enjoying life more, you know, and realizing new things and wanting to learn new things this time around, you know, like a lot of stuff that I never really cared about, like math and, you know, like science and stuff like that, things are really interesting, you know, and it's just, you know, just when you have that positive outlook, it kind of changes everything, and if you don't, you know, it's easy to see why people can wallow and turn into this or that, you know, and just, you know, we really... Like we always go back to mental health. We really, we're really um, serious about that one because you know that 
it's up to you, you know what I mean? You can change, um, you know what I mean? Or you can go psycho and become a serial killer, like these horror icons that we're talking about, you know what I mean? And just, you know what I mean? You don't have to be a creature, you know what I mean? Because like Mateo was saying, like, man is the worst monster, you know what I mean? There is, basically, and that is true, you know, not these movies that monsters... That, you know, that they make, you know, that they create, because most of that's inspired by real humans or of the such, you know what I mean, to, because man is like that, man is a monster by the way we take, take and take, you know what I mean, and, you know, like, I one thing I like about ICP is, like, how crazy they are in their raps, you know, and they say that most of their raps, you know, they think that people really, people really think that they're like that, you know what I mean, but, um, they're not, they said, basically, that we're just putting a big mirror against the whole world and the world's, we're just making the whole world look at itself because all these crazy stories and everything we rap about is like, we don't just make it up. We hear this stuff on the news all the time. We hear about abductions. We hear about all this stuff. And, you know, I mean, it's just going on worldwide to where they hurt enough to where they just put in their raps and they, you know, they have songs about where they kill pedophiles and lure them in and kill them and all the stuff they're really imaginative, really creative, really cartoonish with them, and really fun with their raps. They have fun, and they you see it. You know, I mean, it's beautiful the way they do it. But then basically, they just said that they don't just think about the stuff and wish upon it. They they're just showing the world how it really is by being racist and hateful and spiteful, and you know, what I mean, and that's why I love them as wicked and as crazy as they are. They stand for good, just like me. You know, what I mean, hopefully you find yourself too. Oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man.